1: Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Allen, And this is episode 248. I'm always amazed at the people we interview on this podcast, Corey, because almost to a person, they've overcome some serious, if not life-threatening illnesses with the use of cannabis oil, and today is no exception. Our guest today was misdiagnosed with multiple sclerosis, which, with conventional treatment, led to other health issues, including a debilitating case of rheumatoid arthritis. But she's a fighter, and with the use of cannabis, she eliminated her crippling disease. Joining us from Saudi Arabia to tell her story is Asia, who does not want us to use her last name. Asia, thanks very much for doing this. We greatly appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be part of your show.
1: Yeah, you're the first person from Saudi Arabia we've talked to. Excellent.
2: I believe it. I believe it. That's how far your reach has been.
1: Now, you were a strong advocate of juicing and eating uh, unprocessed food since your teenage years. When did you notice your health issues start to become a problem for you?
2: Uh... Well, I never had any health issues. Uh, just here in Saudi Arabia, at one point, we got organic Swiss chard. So when I got this organic Swiss chard for green juicing, I got overly zealous and I drank too much of the Swiss chard. And that caused the trigeminal neuralgia, which then led me to go get this MS um, diagnosis, which was incorrect. It was just me over juicing.
1: Now, over-juicing, I understand, according to the information you sent us, there are oxalates in many foods, and in looking up oxalates, they bind to calcium during digestion in the stomach and intestines, so that's what caused you a problem?
2: I'm not very familiar with what oxalates do, but I'm very familiar with Dr. Max Gerson's Gerson therapy, which included the eight to 10 to 12 cups of carrot and apple juice. And part of their therapy really states, do not substitute some of the greens for other greens because of the oxalates. But I had forgotten that tidbit. So uh, I don't know what oxalates do, but if you have too much of them, and they're mainly in kale, spinach, and Swiss chard, the big leafy greens. Mm -hmm. So you're only supposed to have a little of that in your juices.
1: Yeah, and that led to trigeminal neuralgia. Correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, that was my first big problem.
1: Yeah, and that it's
2: called suicide disease. It's very painful. It's like electric shock in your face.
1: Suicide disease. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a chronic pain condition that affects the trigeminal nerve, which causes sensations from your face to your brain. What was that like for you?
2: It was shocking and devastating it was so painful I could only close my eyes and not move and focus because I thought I would have a heart attack from the pain it was just like being electric shocked and I had no idea what it was from I thought they said oh your sinus oh your teeth oh this oh that the doctors had no idea I found out on google you know because I put electric shock face and it came up suicide disease and I was like that's me because I told myself if it got any more extreme or any more painful, I would have killed myself because it was just, it just blacked everything out. There was no room for life, no room for light. It was devastating, but it was very brief. My episodes were very brief, only 30 seconds and not as powerfully painful as other people have it.
3: How often would you get that?
2: Oh, I don't know, like maybe once or twice a week. It was so random, and I just didn't realize it was when I juiced or when I didn't juice, and mm. and then I started to catch on, that I think it was from juicing, and just my uh, – uh, I had a, a naturopath in uh, California that said, Ish, it's the oxalates. You need to – he was like, that's what it is. He's like, stop juicing, and I was like, oh, you're right. You're right, you're right, you know, and I just forgot.
3: So what happened next then?
2: Well – um when I had the the MRI to see about this trigeminal neuralgia, what they found was the neurologist uh, said, Oh my gosh, your brain is filled with lesions. He was so authoritative and he looked so professional. And I was like, wow. He's like, yeah, like you're going to end up in a wheelchair. I'm like, wow. Okay. He was like, so, you know, uh, we need to, uh, I'm convinced it's on your spine as well. He's like, we need to do another MRI because I'm—I I know for a fact it's on your spine, and we need to double check. And I said, okay. And they did a second MRI, and my spine was clean. And uh, he said, you know, in the meantime, you need to take this medication. And I said, well, uh, no, I'm not taking anti seizure medication. Uh, I just—I'm gonna go home and juice my carrots and do my coffee enemas and I know that that heals me and I know that's healed a thousand other people I saw the documentary dying to have known mm-hmm. which is a beautiful story about people that do Gerson therapy so I was already an educated patient I wasn't afraid I wasn't intimidated I took it in stride and um they were like oh my god are you not coming back I said no I'm not coming back they were like you better you're going to be in a wheelchair that was the MRI phase so and they're, then they're telling
3: there- you that you have MS then
2: yes, John Hopkins Hospital here with a specialist. And I had showed my CDs, my radiology scans, my MRI scans to other doctors. And it turns out that a lot of people do not know how to read these MRI scans. Uh, A specialist had come later, six months later, and she saw my thing, my, my MRI scan. She said, no, you do not have MS. You have nothing near it. She's like, nothing changed in the first your first MRI scan to your second MRI scan. And she said, and because nothing's changed, now we know it's your uh, blood vessels on the surface of your brain. And she said, also this is all on the surface of your brain. It's not in the center of your brain. I said, I can't believe you guys. Let me believe I have MS for six months. And I told my father I had MS. You know, I was mm. like, you guys could have told me that if nothing changes, then you're clear. But they didn't tell me. They told me that you're going to be in a wheelchair and... You're just drenched in brain lesions, but I wasn't.
1: So, Asia, after they told you you did not have MS, what happened after that?
2: Months later, I was hit with rheumatoid arthritis. I just woke up crippled. Just like that? And then, yeah, just like that. The only warning sign was a few days earlier I had a burning urination. I thought it was maybe a, uh, what a, a urinary tract infection, even though I don't ever have those, but I was just went to the doctor, they gave me antibiotics, and they said later that they couldn't find any bacteria, that it wasn't a bacterial infection. But anyway, yeah, I I eventually found out through the internet again that many people, I think there's about 800 people In a group, I think it's called gadolinium poisoning or something. It was on on Yahoo groups where people have had MRIs and they got poisoned with these kind of same symptoms that I originally had, which was the burning, the tingling, the agonizing pain.
1: Now, when you say say, uh, as a result of the MRI, that's the
3: dye they give you, correct?
2: Yes, it was the dye, the contrast dye. That's what I believe is what got me sick.
3: Now, were you warned about that before you had the MRI?
2: No. And as a matter of fact, I called my friend that works in the hospital, and I said, hey, is gadolinium going to, you know, because I'm very against medication. I, I don't even take aspirin generally. But he was like, no, don't worry about it. Your kidneys will clean it out. And so I just went with it, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. whatever. But I later learned that Chuck Norris's wife had, almost died. If you have contrast die, like many times over, like mm-hmm. she, it almost killed her. She had six of them. I had three.
1: Mm-hmm. And you ended up with, with, with this debilitating rheumatoid arthritis as a result of it. Take us through what a day was like for you when you had that.
2: Okay. The first couple of months, it was very strange because my body tingled it itched it was on fire I was in and out of the emergency rooms all the time they were like we don't know what's wrong with you Uh, I was crying at night I couldn't sleep at night because if I laid down it started to itch me or if I there were so many things it was just confusing and my limping I couldn't go to work I did go to work I took off a couple of weeks off and on in that first initial period because I couldn't move uh, it took me an hour to get up out of bed. If I was to sit on the toilet, I would fall onto it because I couldn't, my joints couldn't hold me up. It was really strange, but I was so calm because of my education mm-hmm. with natural medicine. I wasn't intimidated, although the doctors really, really did a fantastic job of trying to intimidate me into taking the steroids into taking the chemo drug that they wanted to give me. And I was just like, no, I'm going to get better.
1: You refused it all.
2: I refused it all.
1: Did you know in your own mind that you'd find a way to uh, eradicate what you had?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I believed fully in Gerson therapy. That's what I knew before Mm I knew about high THC oil and cannabis and all that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, It was working, but it was a lot slower. By the time I found you guys, maybe five or six or seven months into my juicing, uh, uh, I was already able to walk. My joints were fine, my hips, my knees, my feet, my, my wrists, my elbows. All that got fixed. I couldn't drive my car. I had to lift my leg into the car. I couldn't hold a teacup. I couldn't type on my computer without it feeling like my bones were hammered. It was very sad.
3: Yeah, but you you, I, you wrote that your fingers were swollen like hot dogs.
2: Oh, that's right. I had to cut off some of my rings. That's correct. That's correct. For five months. And when I finally was at the neuro- with the specialist, I said, please tell me what you think I have. Like it was five months of them go- me coming back and forth. He said, I think you have rheumatoid arthritis. And when he said that, I was like, that's it. I will go full-blown um, Gerson therapy, which included additional supplements. And so when I took the additional supplements, which included the potassium, overnight, the swelling in my hands were gone. Uh. That's how powerful
1: the potassium
2: wow. was. Overnight, something that I struggled with for five months, but it's an incredible,
1: yeah. wonderful you get, you get lots of potassium from uh, uh, bananas as well.
2: Yeah, but this potassium that Dr. Max Gerson had uh, Mm -hmm. uh, created was after hundreds of um, experiments with his patients, and it's three different potassiums combined that help the potassium go into the cell and it pushes the sodium out of the cell. Right. So the swelling is an edema and it's the beginning of disease. And mm-hmm. Dr. Max Gerson's main issue was to get the sodium out of the cell and put the potassium in it. That broke down. So his potassium is a specific potassium, not that you find in the, the normal... Um, health food stores. Uh, yeah. Health food stores, yeah.
1: Oh, interesting. Very interesting. I didn't know that. So it was, it was that fast...
2: It was that fast. In fact, just the other day, my beautician, she has arthritis and her hands were swollen. I took her, my potassium, and she said, it's working, and her hands aren't swollen anymore.
1: Oh, that's interesting you say that. I'll have to look into that further because I have a relative who has rheumatoid arthritis and has had it since she was eight years old. And oh, yeah. I'll have to uh, look into that. I
2: can talk to you all about it. I love it. There's a lady I also helped. Her name was Kay Han Is, and she had pancreatic stage four cancer. And she had. I tried. I. She bought. I bought cookies from her once. That's how I met her. I bought cookies for twenty five dollars, and I saw her husband in the car and her daughters. And she had had chemotherapy seven different kinds over a year and a half. And before she started, she had posted on Facebook. She was my Facebook friend. I said, Kay, please watch this documentary, please. Juice and, you know, but when somebody's not educated and not prepared, she was very afraid. Her family was afraid. The the hospital and the Western medicine sucked her into it. She did mm-hmm. chemo for a year and a half. She finally wrote on Facebook, I'm going to go home. And, you know, I've stopped all treatment. I'm not doing good. I wrote, wrote to her again. I said, Kay, you're just like my mother. I love you. I saw your family. I saw your daughters. I can help you heal. Learn Gerson therapy. She's like, oh. And I wrote her for three months. And I even mailed her a juicer, coffee, the coffee that she could use, an enema kit. Mm-hmm. And I practically rewrote the whole book so she could learn. And I held her hand. And until today, she's alive. And I don't know if she's – she's now it's seven years later. She was doing excellent. But I think now she's having a little bit of a – she's still healing again. But somebody that was on their deathbed, she survived six, seven years using Gerson therapy.
1: Aisha, when did you start taking CBD during this process?
2: You know, what's interesting is when they told me I had MS – they told me my education was you have to heavy metal detox. So I looked up Dr. Chris Shade. He's a heavy metal detox expert. And so he had CBD products. And so I bought my first CBD product from him. And it was a nano sized CBD. And when I was sick and hurting from the from the arthritis, I thought, you know, I'll finally take an aspirin. And I got up to go and I remembered I had CBD. I was like, let me just take that and see if it helps. I could not believe the immediate relief I got from the pain that was on my arms, on my shoulder area, like underneath on the upper arms. It felt like I was being beat up over there. And within, I could tell you less than a minute, I would say in five seconds, but it's not my imagination. It was unbelievable. And then after that, I was like, "I'm gonna look into this a lot more," and that's how I learned more about CBD and THC. And by the way, I looked up and learned from Leonard Lena Lienel. Do you know him? Uh, he has a book called uh, "He." He has a book called uh, "CBD uh, Healing Without the High." He's in California. And I had found a lady on YouTube named Amelia Powers that had a brain tumor. And she did the chemotherapy. She did the surgery. It was a deadly tumor, stage three, I think it was, or something. And uh, after she had been obliterated with all that treatment, um, they told her six weeks later that it didn't work. And she just was just terrified. And she Mm. found this guy named Leonard Leno, and he helped her heal. And... So I found him on the internet, and I spoke to him, and he also educated me.
1: Now, when you were starting to take the CBD, it helped you with the pain, but uh, you still had the rheumatoid arthritis. What was your next step? How did this progress into THC?
2: My next step was my best friend YouTube and cannabis. And who did I find? (laughs) Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland, the Cannabis (laughs) Health Radio. And oh, I those guys. Those awesome warriors, heroes. I mean, honestly, I, I can't imagine how many lives you're saving that you'll never even hear of, you know? And I'm such a big blabbermouth. I have gone all over the country talking about you guys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and you're still and, not in jail. <laughs> that's right. And
2: I'm still not in jail. But you know what's amazing is how, how afraid people are to not listen to a doctor. I cannot tell you how many people in my work are sick. And I say, here, take this. I give them mine. I buy it for them. And they're still so scared. They have to you know, mm. follow the doctors, or they're mm. afraid to trust. I say, listen, look at these radio, this cannabis health radio. Listen, learn. But people are very scared.
1: Yeah. Oh, they are, yeah. Corey knows that better than anyone.
3: Yeah, yeah it's we, I
1: mean, we've talked to we've talked to people locally who have uh, serious illnesses, but they won't take it because A, they, they don't want to get high. They'd rather die than get high. I mean, it doesn't make any sense at
3: all. And they and, you know, I said to them, you don't need to be high. There's ways Absolutely. around this. Yeah. There's ways around. Oh, this. you know,
2: talking about that, let me tell you. So I took mine suppository mm-hmm. because I had to function and go to work originally when I did I I learned a little bit about about how you take a a rice grain and you know one, two, orally and this and that Mm -hmm. and the first time I did that and I loved it it was great it made me sleep for three days, which was fine. <laughs> I needed it because, you know, yeah. but uh, but it did make me dizzy, you know. You mm-hmm. know, that's a little bit of the dizziness. But I also just needed to go to work. I couldn't sleep for three days. And um, when I learned I could take it suppository, I did that. And I did not get high on the high THC.
3: And it was still as effective.
2: Oh, I'll tell you what, I had learned about uh, the, the uh, what is it, uh, Rick Simpson protocol, 60 grams in three months. Mm-hmm. I was going to Scotland on vacation for 10 days and uh, I had just received the medicine and I was like, oh shucks, I was in a lot of pain in my shoulders and I was like, I don't know if I should start this before I go on my trip, I didn't want to interrupt it, but I went ahead and started it and the extreme pain in my shoulders that just radiated 360 degrees 24 mm-hmm. hours a day. Within the first seven days, that was gone, and I went on my trip pain-free. Amazing. Nice. So, so even just from the seven days of taking it, like some people, if you can't afford the 60 grams, Even if you just get 10 grams, you would be amazed at how far it takes you and Mm -hmm. for how long it keeps you sheltered and, and cushioned and cradled and loved. It's beautiful.
1: Now, your rheumatoid arthritis, is it completely gone?
2: I would tell you in my heart of hearts, I believe like it's 99.99% gone. And the only reason I say it's not 100% gone is two reasons. One is I have very slight pain left in my knuckles, very hairline. Like it doesn't even bother me. Like I used to not be able to drive everything hurt when I touched it. It was very relevant. Now, if I don't think about it or I'm not paying attention, I don't feel it anymore. But I still feel like there's a little bit left. And also, you know how they say you should take a maintenance dose mm-hmm. like uh, once every 6, eight, ten weeks or something? I feel like there's still a little bit of pain on the injection site in my muscles where the contrast dye was. Like every 8 to 10 weeks it pops up, so I take the tiny little, little bit just suppository and it goes away for another 2 months or so.
3: Interesting. You know, when we talk to uh, cancer patients, just to clarify, uh when we speak to cancer patients who have cleared themselves, it's important to do that maintenance dose every day. Not, not, you know, every couple of weeks or something. So a little bit every night before you go to bed, uh, just to keep things at bay.
2: Yeah. You know what? I really should maybe do that. I've switched to, um, doing the CBD drops. I do a lot of CBD drops orally daily or every other day or something, but I'm not doing the thick oil. Um, and we're referring to
3: THC oil. Cannabis oil,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah. I just THC want to oil. clarify
3: for yeah. listeners that the oil you're doing is THC oil.
2: Yes. Yeah. Like the maintenance dose, like you're talking about. So yes. you're saying that the maintenance dose should be the THC oil every day. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. Not just CBD.
3: No. Yeah, just a little bit every little day. A little bit. A little bit. Even a half a grain of rice size.
2: What about just the four to one ratio?
3: THC to CBD.
2: Yeah. Is that enough? Or it needs to be the thick oil? It's expensive, but fine. I'm, I'm learning. Yeah, I
3: mean. my hesitation in answering you here is I don't, I don't know about the potency of it. Okay, four to one of what? 10% THC, 50%? You know, that's oh, yeah. I so I, I can't really comment. Okay.
2: Good to know.
0: Yeah.
3: So you feed. How fe-
2: many plants does it take for one person to have 60 grams? Is it 10 plants, 15?
3: Uh, you know what, Thank I have you. no idea, but it certainly would would de- uh, depend on whether, first of all, there's sativa or indica, because sativas tend to be a whole lot larger than indicas.
2: Oh, interesting. And, okay. and I
3: think it also uh, depends on strain. Thank you.
1: What's the uh, legality of, of uh, cannabis in Saudi Arabia?
2: Well, to my knowledge, I think it's all against the law. Okay. For sure. I mean, like... I don't. I mean, as far as, um, yeah, like. So you're
1: you're okay with us using your name, or do you want us just to use your your first name? Or we don't want to get you into trouble.
2: Well, I don't know. I'll leave that up to you guys.
1: (laughs) No, we'd like to, (laughs) but we don't want we don't want the uh, someone knocking at your door. The authorities knocking at your door.
2: Okay, maybe. You could just say for security reasons.
3: Yeah. We'll just use your first
1: name. We'll just use your first name. Okay. Yeah. And uh, normally we post a picture of people and some people who don't want their last name used because they, if they live in the U.S., they live in an illegal yeah. state, don't want their picture. And some people just don't care.
3: So, and, yeah, it's well, so totally what, what, up to you. If
2: I was in, if I was in another country... I would be walking around like, what's his name? Mike Wise, like free hug campaign. I'd be like free, can- like I'm, I, I cannot wait. If I ever leave here, I would, I want to just take buckets to the cancer clinic around the corner. You know what I mean? I just, I want to tell everyone and help everyone. You're saving love and saving lives with this information. You know, it's so important.
1: Yeah. You're, uh, you're passionate about what you, what you do, aren't you?
2: Oh, absolutely. If somebody knew that they could help me to save my mom's life and they didn't tell me, but they could have helped helped me. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, moms and dads and brothers and friends and lovers and husbands and wives, you've got to give them everything, I, I think.
3: Are your parents on um, cannabis at all?
2: They're so cute. Yes, my dad and mom. <laughs> my dad is so sweet. They're in their eighties and they're adorable. And um, my mom had, you know, the spine. When you get older, it gets a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think. Ron- take
2: this and he, take that, j- j- and she even took it orally, and she got the dizzy and Asia.
1: Asia? We, we, you have to tell yeah. the story about your parents again because uh, you froze the the Skype froze. Okay, when we didn't get it. Okay, your yeah. parents. Okay.
2: My parents, yes. My dad is a heavy smoker and he he's been smoking his whole entire life and he had numbness in his feet. And the doctors put him on tramal which is a I don't know, some kind of Medication that's not good for you. I said, Dad, take this instead. And for weeks and weeks and months and months, he's like, Aisha, you think you know more than doctors? I don't think so, you know? And he ignored me. But finally, he said the medicine wasn't helping him. I said, Dad, I know that this can help you. And he took it. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. So now he takes it <laughs> because it's helped him with slimness. And, of course, my dad was very like, Aisha, what are you doing? And, oh, my goodness, you're so crazy. I mean, my dad just rolls his eyes about everything I do because I'm a little bit of an outlier from the normal and um that's why we love my you mother, i know i love you guys too and my mom of course she's so sweet my mom bless her heart everything i've ever given her she takes she is such a sport so she loves her cbd drops she loves her thick oil but only recently we've had problems uh with the constipation with the high thc oil for some reason, I think maybe we've used it a bit longer and maybe we need to switch
3: screens. That's how we connected, right? You reached out to me about, about that pro- problem with your mom, right?
2: Yes, and myself, and yeah. myself.
3: No, what you have to do
1: is you have to take this product. It's, it's magnesium, powdered magnesium. And uh, you take a tablespoon at night, uh, mix mm-hmm. it with hot water like tea, and you drink it. And believe me, you won't be constipated anymore.
2: Well, I'm so glad you told me that because I was really sad because uh, I love the medicine and it's very difficult for me to get and to find and all yep. of that and to receive. And so, uh,
1: in our country, because I
2: really want-
1: yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt. In our country, it's called CALM C A L M. And okay. uh, yeah, I'll get it, it from
2: Amazon.
1: Yeah, it comes in various flavors, and uh, you can, it's, it's an excellent product because most people, because of the, the lack of uh, dietary uh, uh, minerals in the soil, uh, yeah. m- we lack magnesium in our diets.
2: Yeah, I'm aware of that. I, was, I, ta- I supplement with magnesium, but I've not tried this calcium powder.
1: Magnesium powder, not calcium.
2: I mean magnesium, yeah,
1: yeah, magnesium, yeah, yeah. So you're a big advocate of cannabis. You uh, it's helped you get rid of ninety nine point nine 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 percent of your rheumatoid arthritis, uh, and you face what Corey faces every day: other people who don't want to take it because they've been indoctrinated that cannabis is bad for you, but Western medicine is good for you, and. It's it, well,
2: especially since they don't, it doesn't help them as well. They no. try and they go down that road.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a frustration that uh, all of us face, those people who uh, need help with cannabis but don't want to take it because of the fear of it. But the doctor will say, take this particular drug. We have no idea what it's going to do but, uh, or how it's going to affect you, but take it
3: anyway. And yeah. they take it. And they take it. No problem. No questions asked. Yep.
2: Well, what's so wonderful is when you have story after story after story shared on the internet and you educate yourself, there is so much empowerment in knowledge. There's total confidence when I hear and watch people that had a brain tumor and she's healed when Western medicine failed, not to my surprise, but maybe to others.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. And
2: by the way, because of my disease being so deadly and so serious, I knew I had to heal. Because I read, like, what happens if you have rheumatoid arthritis and you do not take the medicine? Your bones fuse, and I don't know what else happens. All these really terrible things. I was like, well, I really have to get better. So, because it's, and I knew the medicine wasn't going to get me better
1: yeah, you've got the right attitude. You've got the right attitude. you you took your health into your own hands as as opposed to a lot of people. I should say most people who hand their health over to a doctor.
2: yeah, I don't give my horns to anybody. I'm a tough one. But I'll tell you what's interesting. You know the doctors because I kept going back to all of them, and I'm saying, I'm gonna get better and I'm going to educate you so you can tell your patients. And they're like, no, no, no. And uh, it was so funny because later they're like, I I think I misdiagnosed you. There's no way you had rheumatoid arthritis and you're not deteriorating.
3: (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm taking
2: CBD. It's because I'm on cannabis, medical cannabis. But they don't want to believe it. I'm like, here, read this. Look at this. And they still don't want to. And even the doctors, when I started, when I was originally sick, I said, please, I need time off. I have so much fatigue. They're like, you're not taking the steroids. I'm not helping you. You don't get time off. Like, because okay.
3: you're not going to take our medicine. Mm. Yeah,
2: because you're not you're not helping yourself. And you're going to end up being very sick. I'm like, no, I'm going to get better. And I'm going to come back and show you. And even when my I had the frozen shoulders at one point in my disease Ugh. where I couldn't lift my arms up at all. It yeah. was unbelievable. It's so strange. And I love sleeping with my arms over my head. Unbelievable. And I went back a couple of months later. And uh, I was like, look, look,
3: you know,
2: <laughs> and did a um, you know, so they don't believe that I was sick now. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm still sick at the time. I was like, I'm still sick, mm-hmm. but I'm getting better and I'm trying to help you learn. But they're not listening.
3: So, Aisha, so, what would you what would you say to people?
2: I would tell people that I love them, that if they were my mother or myself or my daughter I would go to the ends of the world to give them this medicine because I know the pain. I know the anguish. I remember laying in my bed, looking at my hands extended and my arms extended, looking at my hands thinking, oh my God, how am I going to live with this pain in my hands, which was like a hammer crushing all my bones. I was like, how am I going to live with my hands because I can't cut you off, can I? You know, I was trying to like, how am I gonna live with this pain? So I just wanna tell people um, that cannabis has been used for thousands of years. They should listen to Mike Wise on YouTube, if he's still on that, uh, who has also been sick with Crohn's disease and healed himself, and now he's dedicated his life to helping thousands of patients heal. Uh, If you're very scared, even if you try it for a week, because even that week is going to make 80, 90% difference into helping you save your life. If you have children or somebody who loves you, you have to step up to the plate and get better for them if you're too chicken shit to do it for yourself.
1: God, I love that. Excellent. You're fantastic. Aisha, we really appreciate you telling your story, and uh, it was, it's an inspiration to everyone to take your health into your own hands and get well. We want to thank you very much.
2: Well, I want to thank you both so much because without your time and effort and dedication. And I know I heard in some of your shows that you do it for free or, you know, nobody's supporting you financially. And I hope the people that are listening to this donate 10, 15, 25 bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever you're able to do, because this information, when I was able to hear all the other patients on your show and hear all and see all those headlines of all the success stories, it just emboldened me even more to be more confident. And I just really owe my healing to people like you and uh, people like Mike Wise. But you guys were huge. Thank you for being on YouTube. Thank you for being free. Thank you for trying to help and reach out and get your message out. And when I come to Canada, I'm going to visit you both.
3: Absolutely. Right on. Asia. Thank you so very much, sweetie. (laughs) Thank you.
2: Okay. Love you guys. Bye bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Well, we
1: thank, uh, Asia for her endorsement. Corey and, uh, We'd also like to remind listeners that you can donate to Cannabis Health Radio. On, it's on our webpage, also Patreon. And uh, if each person who followed us on Facebook donated $1 a month, we wouldn't have any problems. We wouldn't have any at all, and we would so appreciate it. Thank you very much. And thanks to Ron Zar, our producer, who does a fantastic job, and also to Mark in Belgium, who posts our podcasts on YouTube. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark and Ron. And that's another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. We'll be back next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you.